This is episode 45 of the Angry Tech News Podcast for Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. This is the Angry Tech News Podcast at angrytechnews.com. Now your host, the angry programmer with a mic, Brian Bemrose. It's Christmas week. There's really very little in the way of tech stories, but I brought you some stories and it's going to prove to you just how slow a tech news week this has been. Uh, And for people who are extremely confused right now, um, there is no grumpy old Ben's this week. Darren is under the weather. I got a a very terse note that sounded a little bit uh, urgent. I don't have very much information, so I'm not going to give too much to that. Um, I don't think it's the literal weather, so to speak, but um, I'm going to let him describe that because, you know, the way Darren bounces back, he is going to be right here tomorrow at this time playing baggy trousers and everything else he plays on the rock and roll pre-show. I am instead doing a live angry tech news at the grumpy old Ben's time because I'm uh, I'm shameless and I'm going to totally steal that audience there. Somehow, I'm going to go ahead and say that I knew that I would need to do Angry Tech News today, and uh, that's the reason why I didn't put one out yesterday, is because I somehow knew, despite having only learned this morning, that Grumpy Old Ben's would be canceled, and therefore, I'm doing it that way. It has nothing to do with my procrastination. Nope, nope, nope. But we muddle through. I hope your post-Christmas is going well. I know it's not. For a lot of you who made the mistake of booking flights on Southwest Airlines, and rather than being home are stuck in an airport somewhere without your baggage. Since Friday, Southwest Airlines has canceled nearly 10,000 flights, stranding travelers over Christmas weekend. Got a note in this morning from uh, Billy Bones asking me to comment on this story for uh, reasons that, well, the company in the official announcement says they hope to be on track before next week, and they pass the blame on to the winter storm and high traffic. But as As listener and producer Billy Bones pointed out, the worker unions are telling a different story, saying that the antiquated software keeps crashing, will not come up, that the system is going down, that they have lost all of their flight tracking completely. Um, Biden Transportation Secretary Pete Booty Judge took time out of his busy schedule of being completely ineffective to use the stranded travelers for political gain. He says, from what I can tell, Southwest is unable to locate even where their own crews are, let alone their own passengers, let alone baggage. Well, Billy Bones, I personally know nothing about this situation. I haven't really been following it, but uh, it looks really terrible for a lot of people. And my hearts go out to that. Actually, I only have one heart, but fortunately, it's beating well. However, nothing but playing the odds. I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. I think Southwest got hit by ransomware. And that story is going to come out next week. From the ships having sailed department, biggest news of the week was actually Windows Notepad is getting tabs. At least it's the biggest news in Notepad since Unix line endings, both of which are critical must-have features in any text editor that is about 25 years too late in Notepad. And this uh, isn't really news, but uh, 
A senior program manager at Microsoft tweeted a screenshot. I have to chuckle, reason it's news, that said, and the, the tweet said, Notepad in Windows 11 now has tabs. The senior program manager then deleted the tweet minutes later, but you know how tech bloggers are. The screenshot was out there and managed to make every single tech blog post that covers Microsoft. So that's why it became big news, I guess. The screenshot also includes a prominent yellow banner right there in the screenshot, right underneath the tabs and above the example text somebody had typed in a notepad. The screenshot text says, confidential, don't discuss features or take screenshots. So I'm betting someone's about to get a visit from the higher ups. And yeah, I was kidding about this being big news. Everybody who really wants a real text editor has long, long, long since moved on to Notepad++. From the all of this has happened before department. Password manager LastPass has confirmed in a blog post what's been bouncing around the rumor mill for months. They got hacked. They confirmed in a blog post that their full database was exfiltrated by cyber criminals, including customers' encrypted password vaults. This also, also, by the way, is not the first time this has happened at LastPass. They are big targets. Um, well, not only are they big targets, but I'm starting to think maybe they're not real great at securing their stuff. But this did happen two years ago. If, if you are a user of LastPass, it's not time to panic yet. The way that they store the passwords in their database, it is uh, your, all of your passwords for every other site, all of your passwords for everything are encrypted. And the key to that encryption, the only way to unlock it is with your master password, which LastPass doesn't have and therefore the hackers don't have. However, the hackers now have the full database. They can use brute force, which means that if you don't have a strong master password, they might be able to get in anyway. If you're using password one, two, three or Hunter two or something like that, they probably have all your passwords. Now um, it is recommended by LastPass that you change your mastered password immediately, regardless. And if your master password is weak, you should probably change all of your other passwords too. It is standard for password managers to encrypt your password and upload the database to the cloud for convenience. But as we know, convenience is often at odds with security. So if you want better security, you might consider using a manager that stores the database locally, especially if you only use one device, like you don't use your password manager on 12 different devices, or if you have your own online storage, uh, a password manager like KeePass, which is the one I use, uh, lets me control where the database is instead of handing it off to a company whose IT policies might not be fully up to snuff. From the full self-crashing department, a Tesla was involved in a routine traffic accident last month on the San Francisco Bay Bridge. This turned into a tech blogosphere media storm and bad legislation thanks to three little words uttered by the car's owner after the crash. Full self-driving. The wreck occurred on Thanksgiving Day in the Yerba Buena Tunnel. It's hard to tell the exact description because the San Francisco Chronicle's well, their description of what exactly happened was terrible, but uh, there was an eight car pileup and the driver of the Tesla said, well, full self-driving suddenly slammed on the brakes for no reason, causing a chain reaction that resulted in an eight car crash with more than a dozen injuries. This, by the way, tells me a lot more about the quality and attention span of other California drivers than it does about Tesla, but I digress. Now, 
thanks to a new law signed by Gavin Newsom, California Senate Bill 1398. This prohibits California dealers and manufacturers from deceptively naming or marketing any car as self-driving if it's equipped with only partial automation features that still require human drivers to pay attention and handle driving. In other words, only levels four and five self-driving can be called self-driving in California anywhere anymore. Otherwise, California considers it to be false advertising. And for the record, there is not a single level four or level five self-driving car available for general highway use anywhere in the world, full stop. So California, there are suddenly no more self-driving cars anywhere. They say, of course, that the bill is about consumer safety and getting that dangerous AI off of the road. Personally, I think if they actually care about people's safety on the road, you might also consider doing something about the other seven human drivers who drove into the pile up at the same time and don't even have a computer AI as an excuse. But what do I know about driving? From the bad for your wallet and your computer department, the U.S. FBI issued a public service announcement last week warning about phishing and malware scams this holiday season. Cyber criminals are apparently, according to the FBI's announcement, and not a surprise to anyone, buying ads on websites that impersonate legitimate brands and cryptocurrency exchanges. The ads trick people into installing malware or giving up passwords and crypto keys. They tend to be disguised as real apps they want you to install them for, you know, obvious reasons. Search engines, of course, helpfully place these ads above the actual search results because search engines are run by ads, by and large. The search engines also don't tend to make much of a distinction between ads and results. Uh, again, not necessarily dunking on Google, but they're the big one. One of the recommendations from the FBI is to use an ad blocker. Even the FBI is recommending you use an ad blocker. Ad blockers remove annoyances. Ad blockers remove enormous bloat from the sites, including things like crypto miners that spin your GPU up to hurricane force. And as the FBI is now telling us, ad blockers help protect us from malware. If the FBI says it, it must be important, right? Well, anybody in the know has been saying this for years and years and years. Ads are not only annoying, they are bad for you. If you want a recommendation about an ad blocker, if you happen to be one of those people who all of this time is like, I just can't handle it. I don't want to, I don't want to take all the effort. If you think it's too much work, the best ad blocker I still think is uBlock Origin on Firefox because Google is still pushing for manifest V3 and all ad blockers are going to kind of stop working effectively in Chrome, probably right around the beginning of the year or if you really don't want to go through all of the incredible effort of putting in a plug into your browser and extension, just install the brave browser. It has ad block out of the box. It's turned on by default. You will see a huge difference in both your browsing speed and how much your brain is being slammed by crap. You don't want to see. Angry. Thanks to you know what? I'm going to insert this list later. I could not get into my PayPal this morning and uh, very few. Uh, I will be thanking people. I know I assure you and very few people boost my node, probably because I don't call everybody out who puts in a 12 cent boost like every other podcast on the network. But let's not be negative here. Anyway, Angry Tech News is produced on the value for value model. We do not take sponsors. We don't play ads and we don't charge you to listen. We are funded by your donations. 
If you received any value from listening to this show, please send some value back. Go to angrytechnews.com, click the donate button. Send whatever you think this episode was worth for you, be it 10 cents, 100 cents, or 10,000 cents. That's it for now. I'm Ryan Bemrose, the angry programmer with a mic. I'll be back next week with more grumpy old Ben's. I mean, more angry tech news. This has been Angry Tech News with the angry programmer, Ryan Bemrose, at angrytechnews.com. Stay angry. Stay angry. Stay angry. It is time for another Bemrant, Mass Messaging and Replies. I'm talking about uh, group text and uh, emails, but specifically about replies to those. I need to make my opinion clear on both of these. Fuck off, all of you, right now. I understand the appeal and the use for group text messaging. It's the same as the appeal for mass email with the reply all feature. You have the ability to send a single message that can be delivered to multiple recipients, and those recipients have the ability to reply to the entire group with feedback. In a use case, you may have a mass email among your work group that will allow you to build uh, ideas asynchronously. In the case of text messaging, you might have a family message thread where everyone can discuss their Christmas plans or some such. The issue I have with any of these forms of mass communication is, well, virtue signaling. The worst is the messages that absolutely beg for virtue signal or for a major corporation. About every month or so, there is some kind of promotion among management within my region. About 94% of the time, this does not affect me at or my job at all, which means the only reason it's being announced is to give some props to the person being promoted. Maybe it's not a bad idea to let me know. Maybe I'll need to know this in my dealings with a customer or a manager outside my normal workings. Let's be honest, though. The real reason it's being sent out is to stroke someone's ego. Over the next three days, I'm going to delete about 30 different emails that were replies all congratulating the person who got promoted. I don't fucking care if you say congrats to Joe Schmo over his promotion. I've never met Joe. I've never met you. You're literally just wasting my time. Text messaging is even worse. Let's set up a group message with the whole extended family, I don't know, 25 people, so we can organize our Christmas plans. Now Aunt Petunia sends a picture to everyone of her cat that nobody likes laying under an ugly Christmas tree. I'm busy at work and my phone starts blowing up with 16 different notifications of people loving the picture. You don't like that picture. You hate that cat. The tree is ugly. You're just trying not to get put on the naughty list of Aunt Sharon because she's the fucking family gossip. I'm busy freaking out because I just got 16 notifications. I'm worried that my wife's trying to tell me my daughter just choked on her peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So here I am disturbing my work day looking at my phone. All of a sudden the family thinks I'm the antisocial fucker because I turned off notifications on the group chat and I don't know what was discussed. I guess I'm not against sending out messages in mass. I'm against replying in mass unless it's something everyone actually needs to know.